Yes, it's the place to be for all things franchising. Welcome everyone, Brian Keane here from Franchise Simply. Today's topic uh, is one of my favourites, ways to avoid common pitfalls encountered when converting from an existing independent business to a franchise system. Um, it's, uh, as you know, we're committed to ensuring you keep well informed about all relevant topics in franchising, and this is certainly one that's a, a critical one for most of you. Um, I'm pretty excited. I've got an excellent guest with me today who's a veteran of the industry, uh, experienced in many, many ways. And uh, before I introduce uh, Bill to you, I'd like to just remind you to have a pen and paper ready, because I guarantee you'll want to make plenty of notes. And for our members, uh, this franchise radio show will be available with our other 100 um, radio shows in our members vault in a couple of days. So um, I'd like to introduce you Bill McPherson. Bill is Vice President of Franchise Development at Alpha Graphics. Um, he's an industry veteran, nearly 30 years of experience including stints as an executive at Fast Signs, First Light Home Care. He's also a certified franchise executive or CFE as indeed I am as well. He's been very involved with the International Franchise Association for over 20 years and I'm delighted to have him here today. And he speaks with us as someone who has previously visited Australia, and I'll be keen to find out a little bit about his experience as far as that's concerned. So welcome to you, Bill. Lovely to have you here. Thanks, Brian. Glad to be here. Um, right, so we'll get into some, some questions uh, so that uh, everyone listening can pin their ears back. So just to, just to start off, uh, what type of sales and marketing efforts do you think... Um, should be an independent business should be engaging in before attempting to convert to a franchise? Yeah, so it's one of the things that clearly is a, a value proposition that we see with independents. They may or may not have had a, a CRM system, client relation management, or a proactive effort in the marketplace. Many of them have not, and so that's one of the things that they value greatly with Alpha Graphics. Um, in any case, obviously, the ability to track their customers, their sales, and so forth, however they're doing it, would be important so that when they transition to the franchise and then the sales and marketing technology platform for the franchise, we can incorporate all that data so they have a baseline to start from. Yeah, there's a lot of homework for people these days who I think are above the majority that are behind the eight ball when it comes to, uh, to, to IT and so forth. It's now a critical element of any business and certainly being with a larger organisation and being a franchisor, there's a, a responsibility for that. Um, so there's certain types of top technology solutions, you know, beyond that point of sale, various other, um, I suppose, e-commerce businesses and so on. Perhaps you'd like to expand a little bit on what you think, well, else I suppose you think should be attended to as far as a CRM. Yeah, I mean, the technology platforms, both the, the POS, uh, the, the sales and marketing arm, or the e-commerce initiatives are critical to driving success, growing sales, growing profitability for the independent or, the, or those that transfer to the franchise uh, brand. And so, for example, at Alpha Graphics, uh, we've got you know, extremely robust systems, both e-commerce, MIS, POS systems, the sales and marketing platforms, and these independents you know, with changing technology, changing e-commerce, changing social media, it's very, very difficult for these independents to either have the wherewithal, the bandwidth, or the investment to stay up with that. And so as they look to join a potential franchise, 
you know, that technology slash sales and marketing piece is, is huge for them because they just don't have the, the bandwidth, the investment, the people on board to execute that. Yeah, and I suppose we're looking here from a franchise, a new franchise or perspective as to, uh, as well, depending on the industry, of course, levels of technology and, and, and various apps and so on vary as to the, the industry they're in and whether they're going to be actually recruiting franchisees or from that industry, rather like you do yourselves, um, or more likely recruiting people that are going to be uh, converted um, as new members of that particular uh, section of, uh, of, of business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, so I was going to say, it's, just, it's looking at emphasis between you know, people who are in business and converting as franchisees um, versus someone that's uh, joining an organization um, from, from cold, maybe coming from an executive or a sales position or uh, maybe an employee somewhere else. Uh, the franchise all needs to be prepared for that, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. So if it's a new owner, right, we're training them from day one on all the technology and the sales capabilities and marketing and CRM platforms. So they get that right off the bat, and they're following the alpha graphics way for a conversion or an independent. You know, again, many of them have not had these programs or disposal to them or the bandwidth or the investment. And so it's quite often that we'll have an independent that has done, you know, well or reasonably well for X amount of years, but they just they've kind of peaked out. They cannot get the business to grow it to the next level or what they aspire before they have an exit strategy. And and so that's one of the value props to join a strong franchise, right? So the, the buying power with vendors, the technology, the sales and marketing. So quite often you get these independents and they've grown it to a certain point on their own and they've done fairly well, but they know to get it to the next level or, what, or, or whatever their three, five, seven year plan is before they sell it, they need to align with a strong franchise. Yeah, look, and that's why I like the alpha gra- graphics model that we're referring to here because you you have built a model as a franchisor, indeed, over some quite some period of time, but I think it's an ideal one for aspiring franchisors to look at, to understand that they can't just go out there and franchise their business. They need to have all these tools and all this knowledge and all the backup facilities to be able to bring um, their new franchisees up to the current market to 2020 standards and uh, in most industries I think that people are fairly sadly lacking no, no doubt in the sign area that's probably more apparent than a number of others yeah we've been blessed to, to actually this year is our 50th anniversary 2020 so it's our 50th anniversary uh, and so the brand has been a leader and very strong in the US for many many years so it started 50 years ago, and we've been franchising 41 years. So the first eight or nine years uh, were company-owned centers, and then for 41 years it's been all 100% franchise-driven. So to your point, we, we had a very, very strong track record of building a system uh, and measuring it and making changes to it to refine it. Uh, and, and that's obviously one of the things that somebody looks for in a strong franchise brand to minimize that risk, right, so they don't have to re- re- recreate the wheel. Right, and that's where I'm looking to a conversation with someone like you, for someone that's aiming to franchise their business as a franchisor, to stand on, on the shoulders of organizations like Alpha Graphics and condense into a shorter period of time the experience they've got and adding to it the facilities and technology they need to be able to enter the marketplace and be attractive. Um, we do see a lot of businesses franchise 
and really as franchisors they're often quite lacking in that holistic range of um, uh, facilities and backup and support and it's something that people need to be very conscious of. And it comes as a bit of a surprise to people. They don't realise actually they're behind the eight ball. And uh, I suppose it's all about making your franchise attractive to anybody who might aspire to be in your sector. I mean, your sector is particularly in the in in the print area and so forth, print and signs. Um, and I believe might just take this opportunity to uh, mention that you were here in Australia um, some years ago. Perhaps could you just give us a little bit of background of what you were doing over here and your experience, Bill? Yeah, so uh, it was it was in a in a related space in the science and print and marketing solutions, and uh, they so I was in charge of domestic development, but also uh, they asked me to uh, work with master franchisees uh, in the UK and Australia. So it was really helping that master franchisee to understand. Uh, the brand, the tools, the system, as as they, the master franchisee, then went about uh, finding what, what we call sub-franchisees, if you will, in Australia as they built out uh, that country or that area that they had. So it, it was a neat opportunity to kind of work at 30,000 feet more strategic with a master franchisee to help them develop that brand in Australia. Right, yeah, so you, you, you're, you're familiar with our marketplace and so forth, very similar to America, of course, but... We all have our own quirks and differences and so on. So um, I suppose you mentioned, of course, that you know the first nine years of Alpha Graphics' existence, I think it was, they were corporate stores. Is there any particular advice you'd give to a franchisor who, or aspiring one who currently has got you know, two, three, five, whatever it might be, corporate outlets and is looking to create a business as a franchisor? Any advice to how they might might set about that, Bill. I know that's a question without notice. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, uh, you know, I've worked with another, you know, I've been in this 29 years in franchise leadership in the States, and I've been blessed to, to lead some great brands. And I worked with one brand years ago that um, kind of, as I say, grew, grew too fast, right? It was a, it was a, it was a fairly uh, high-demand concept and niche that they were in. Uh, but they did not take the time to develop the sales, the marketing, the technology, the operational support, all the vendor relationships. And so they found themselves, you know, after about a year with a lot of franchisees and not the back-end support. And that can become very dangerous, especially as a new brand. Because as you pointed out, the success of the franchise is the franchisees, right? That is, if you're especially if you're 100% franchise-driven and not corporate stores, your success is the franchisees, period. And so if you grow too fast or don't have that infrastructure set up, uh, it could be very dangerous. And, you know, with Alpha Graphics being around 50 years and franchising 41 years, we certainly understand that. So to make sure that we've got the teams in place, the technology, the buying power with vendors, all the things that franchisees look for when they join a brand, you know, those are there. We, we've been there and done that. We've made mistakes. We've refined the system. And it works extremely, extremely well now at Alpha Graphics. Look, I think that's something people should be aware of. I'm glad you raised that because it's a bit like the moonshot. You know, you get out there and you start yeah. and you need to start at some stage, but it's a perpetual process of tuning, isn't it? You, you never you never stop. Yeah. Mm. No. no the, yeah. the minute you stop changing, I think you start dying. It's as, as simple as that. So uh, you mentioned earlier just briefly about exit strategy for the future when you were talking about prospective franchisees and so forth and I think um, uh, it's something uh, I suppose I might put it this way 
you know, has the independent business owner thought about their exit strategy? This is something that perhaps is worth discussing. You know, how are they going to maximise their investment when the time comes to exit? What's your view on that? Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that comes up in every independent conversion that, that we do, and, and we've done quite a bit o over our tenure, uh, is the exit strategy. So most people that we talk to will have a, you know, three to ten year uh, horizon or exit strategy. Uh, there may or may not be children involved as part of that exit strategy, but if the children are not going to take over the business, then what does that look like, and how does Alpha Graphics help, as you say, maximize that transition? So... Uh, in, certainly in the States, there are, there's study after study that shows that um, strong franchise brands sell for a higher multiple of cash flow or EBITDA than independents. Not in every case, but across the board, it's pretty overwhelming. So, you know, you, you simply think about as a consumer, if we visit a certain establishment that's a strong franchise brand, whether that be a McDonald's or a Wendy's or what have you, uh, and you compare that to an independent, uh, fast food or hamburger uh, place in the market, when each of those were to go to sell in future years, all things being equal, the franchise brand almost always commands a higher multiple or sales price because of all the things we've been talking about, right? The brand recognition, the sales, the marketing, the technology, the buying power. Those independents don't have that. So you're buying the goodwill of an independent business owner and maybe some assets, but you don't have the power of the franchise brand behind it. Yeah, look, and I think asset growth is a thing that uh, perhaps as a new franchisor, you need to be conscious of that your role is not just to get profitability and turnover to your franchisees, but as Bill's referring to, that exit strategy. So you should be driven to giving them the best outlet opportunity and the best multiples when it comes to selling their business down the track. Um, so that, that is a franchisor responsibility. If you realise that, and a lot don't, then I think you're going to be on the same wavelength and have the support of your franchisees even through those rocky times. You know, we all get our ups and downs with technology changes or the market goes a bit flat for a while. Um, that's where you need to get everybody in the same team. And that partnership concept, I think, is so important. Um, but uh, tell me your view. Um, as you say, initially you had the corporate stores. What's your view on a franchisor? And you mentioned McDonald's there who have a number of, Quite, I think 20 to 30 percent of their stores are corporate, but Subway, on the other hand, have zero. What's your view on a franchisor's pros and cons with having corporate stores, Bill? Yeah, I mean, there are pros and cons, right? And I've been in with brands that do have, like you say, 20 or 30 percent of their portfolio might be corporate stores, and so you have revenue that comes in from that. You can you can test new products, use them as training facilities. So those are the pros. I, I think from a from a pro from a uh, person on the outside looking in to invest into a franchise, when you are a 100% franchise driven, like Alpha Graphics is, then everything that we do, so support, training, marketing, vendor buying power, technology, is to help our franchisees grow revenue. So the bottom line in a brand like Alpha Graphics that has no corporate units, we don't make money any other way unless the franchisee grows revenues, period. So the royalty that we make by them growing revenues, that's it. We don't have any corporate stores that brings in 20% of our revenue. So therefore, if Brian, who's our franchisee, is not successful in growing revenues, we're not successful, period. And when a potential franchisee looks at that, they see the alignment between franchisor and franchisee because they know that their success is the franchisor's success. 
Yeah. Look, one, one thing I've been involved in when I was a franchisee was actually buying out a co-franchisee who just wasn't successful. His circumstances were just in, were totally inappropriate. What, what's your view when you have a store that's struggling and the franchisee obviously needs to exit? It may be a health issue, maybe just personality, whatever it might be. Um, with regards to the franchise or perhaps taking it over for a period of time, which is something that I've certainly seen McDonald's do in Australia, for example. Yeah, some franchisors will, will institute that strategy. Alpha Graphics uh, does not, although we, we do uh, get very involved, my team, with helping that selling owner for whatever the reason, like you say. It could be health issues, partnership breakup, just not the right fit, whatever. We get very involved with finding buyers and going to market and, and, and uh you know, how do we help them value the business and helping them transition because it's a win-win, right? We help the selling owner exit and get whatever for the business. And then for, for Alpha Graphics, for the franchisor, we're bringing in a new owner that can is committed to the business and doesn't have those issues that cause the seller to sell. And so it ends up, it ends up being a win-win. The, the temporary or permanent takeover by corporate, you know, one of the challenges I've seen with brands that have done that, and, and many brands will do that even for a temporary to, to then resell it to a franchisee, but, but you have to have the budget and the infrastructure to do that. So from operations department, uh, training and support, you have to have the personnel, the bandwidth and the budget to then be operating those franchise units at least temporarily until they can be resold. So it is a, it's a very thoughtful strategy that needs to be thought out and budgeted appropriately if you're going to do that. Th thanks for sharing that, Bill. Now, uh, another area which I know you're quite passionate about, and so the question I've phrased you here is um, how exactly should independent business owners take advantage of deep discounts with vendors? Yes, uh, um, the I think somebody looking at a franchise should look to make sure that they've got those relationships with those key constituents and those vendors as it relates to the business model. So, for example, in our brand, you know, we've got a vice president of purchasing. He's phenomenal, been in the industry for 20-plus years, and he negoci negotiates everything from our, for our franchisees from uh, the large equipment purchases all the way down to paper products to warranties to rebates. And I think, it, I think a strong franchisor should bring that to the table for their franchisees. So if somebody on their own were to go to XYZ vendor and negotiate, then if they were to go through the franchise, it should be a much better deal because of the quantity and the volume discount and the track record of the franchisor. Yeah, look, and I think a lot of brands will say that the purchaser as a prospective franchisee may well not be aware, but that's where a franchisor needs to set themselves up and realize they can negotiate even even during the franchising process, extraordinary discounts and rebates uh, with with their suppliers because of the fact you're going to be looking at a dramatic increase in volume. So uh, it's something that people be very conscious of is is do emphasise that in your negotiations, as I'm sure um, your vice president in charge purchasing does. So uh, um, um, and and without and buying with, with conversions specifically, that's a key. A value um, proposition because obviously those small business owner independents don't have that leverage uh, relationships volume discounting and so if we can save them two three four five ten points um, margin because of those relationships those are falling right to the bottom line EBITDA for an independent right because those are just cost savings that fall right to the bottom line I absolutely my, my early days in franchising it was a retail 
betting franchise group, fairly new at the time in Australia, and uh, we got together as a group of franchisees, half a dozen of us, and at that stage the franchisor actually knew little about the industry, he was a property developer, but we went to three or four suppliers, and we'd previously only had one, for our, our mattresses, for our bedding, and uh, went out to tender. And we increased our gross profit from about 28% to 38%, as you say. And yep. that went straight yep. to the bottom line. So the value of everybody's business went up by a six-figure sum <laughs> just, yep. just, by asking, <laughs> just by asking the question. So that's something for people to, to bear in mind. If you haven't been out there and negotiated firmly, and frankly, most people don't, the, the reality is, you know, the vendor's <laughs> goal is to get as much margin as he can when he's selling you a product. So um, you, you have to put that firm hat on and be prepared to walk away. Um, which mm -hmm. is not always easy. Not everyone's got that, that skill, that technique. Whether you're, whether you're dealing with a, a supplier or selling, you know, offering to buy a car or a house, at the end of the day, negotiation is, I suppose, being able to walk away and have the strength to, to negotiate for what you want. Um, well, and quite, and quite frankly, you know, we want our franchisees managing their business, growing their business, and driving sales. You know, let the franchisor do that and the many other things that we do. That's, that's why you join the franchise. Absolutely. I mean, that's why things have changed so much in the last couple of decades in Australia, particularly, and I'm sure in the U.S., is that franchisors, as technology, become a driving element of it, um, not that it's alone in that regard, that the franchisors have been taking up more and more responsibilities because the things they can consolidate in their head or support office far more efficiently and effectively. So as you say, the franchisee is doing what they do best, which is basically focusing on sales, not worrying about advertising or accounting, bookkeeping, point of sale, right. all that sort of thing. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, so yep. it, it is a bigger responsibility. There are, I talk to lots of prospective franchisors and their objective is, oh, well, we'll sell them the franchise and we'll teach them how to sell um, and then we'll even look after the business. Uh, my view is, well, I'm sorry, that, that's not going to work, John, because the reality is you need to remove from them all other concerns and worries, get them out there, give them support and give them continual sales training and support. Uh, sales is a, it's not an easy um, aspect of business. It doesn't come to people naturally, I don't think, to most people. So uh, that's a big point to make. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Bill, ru running through my questions, I'm just about exhausted here, but um, is there anything you'd like to add at this point in time? No, I, I definitely appreciate you having me, and, and uh, you know, we're excited uh, uh, for the first time in many, many years. We've got very, very deep discounts on conversion candidates that might join the brand as far as initial fees and royalties and so forth. So it's a neat time for those that might be looking for a strong franchisor to see if it's a good fit. Uh, but uh, appreciate you, you having me on. Oh, not at all. Um, when it comes to that as well, you did generously mention you might be um, able to offer some, um, some interesting material. I think you've got a copy of some franchising tips that you've got available. Um, and that's from uh, your... Uh, your website, alphagraphicsfranchise.com, I believe. Um, so That's right. What I'll do is when this, uh, when I publish this, release it, I'll put a note with the contact details to get a hold of Bill's tips, um, which I'm sure from you, you'll realise from our conversation will be quite invaluable because uh, we've got we've got our 30 years consolidated and varied experience. So thanks, Bill. We're indebted to you for giving us your time today. Really grateful. 
um, been a privilege having you here and, and great getting to know you a little better. So thanks for your words right. of wisdom. Um, well, I, appreciate, I appreciate it and have a blessed day. And, and indeed to yourself. So everybody, we'll just wrap up there. Um, we'll speak to you again with our next Franchise Radio Show. In the meantime, I'll join Bill in saying have a great day.